I am your hardcore gamer host, Andrew. With me, as always, is our expert gamer who still can't quite figure it out, Keith. What up? And, of course, our wonderful noob, Liz. Hey, guys. And today, we are going over a fan pick. Shout out to our nice fan, Chris, who uh, recommended this game for us. But we are going over Quantum Break by Remedy Studios, which some of you may be familiar with some of Remedy Studios games. I'm a big fan of Remedy Studios. Um, I've been a big fan. They did the original Max Payne games, which I absolutely loved. And then they did the Alan Wake series, which I also really loved. Uh, But the nice thing about Remedy Studios is their story. And this game definitely has story in spades. I really like this story in this game. But we're going to do a little bit different this time. uh, Because we're kind of figuring out an easier way for people to figure out if this game's worth their time. So we're going to quickly go to each one of us and tell all our fans, is this a... A game that's worth playing? Is this a game, or is this game a pass? So, Liz, this was your pick, so tell us, is this a game or a pass? It's a game! You really liked it? I did. I feel like it's the perfect game if you are homesick from work, and you're just going to be in bed for a day, and this is, like, the game for that. Just one day? Yeah. (laughs) If I can beat it, which I did, you can beat it. But there's a lot of chill moments, and then there is some fighting and stuff, so it's like the perfect combination. So if you're sick, like, play this game. What about you, Keith? I'd call it a game? With a question mark? <laughs> I really liked a lot about it. I don't have a lot of bad things to say about it, but I don't know that I loved it, personally. But I do agree with Liz, at least, and, and we'll go go further into that, that it's a fairly short game, and you can do it in a day if you really chug through it like you said a sick day or something so yeah i it's it's a good game though yeah so for me this is definitely a game i absolutely love this game i'm a big like i said a big fan of remedy studios and this definitely feels like a remedy studios game it's it was it's a really interesting game on like how they did it because it's both a game and a tv show and i actually was nervous when i first heard they were doing this but i think they actually pulled it off really well so I think we'll first start off, uh, since I kind of already did it, let's get right into the story. So this game is mostly about time travel, which, like most time travel movies or games, the story can get a little convoluted at some points, and it's sometimes kind of like, where is everyone? What's what's going on? And this game does a pretty good job at keeping you on track, but there was a couple moments that you ended up kind of getting a little bit lost, but... You will probably notice if you've never seen this game, but this game is filled with big name actors. This game originally was supposed to be a, it was supposed to be kind of like a new era of video games. So when the Xbox One was first coming out, Microsoft kept pushing that this is, this console was supposed to be a huge entertainment system. It's supposed to be able to do TV and video games. So this was supposed to be one of the first games that kind of married the two ideas. So Remedy Studios was first making this game, it's just a basic standalone game, but then Microsoft was like, nah, let's make this more interesting, and threw a bunch of money at them, and hired all these actors, and did a TV show from it that Microsoft Studios took over. And I I thought because of that, I was like, oh, great, so this is an idea that wasn't originally meant for this game. It's going to completely ruin it, but I think they did a fantastic job with it. 
And a little fun fact, um, the very beginning of the game, when your character arrives at the campus, the taxi driver that drives you was actually the original character model of the protagonist. He was supposed to be the main character. But then when uh, Microsoft changed everything and they uh, hired Sean Ashmore? Yeah. Yes. Ah, I got his How name right. How do you right. not know I'm, the main character? I am really bad at actors and actresses' names. So majority of this episode, I may refer to him as to what I know. And for Sean John Ashmore. John Wick guy. <laughs> yeah, for Sean Ashmore, I know him as Iceman X-Men. from X-Men. Yeah. Uh, he's one I always know him. And that's the thing. Like, there's so many actors that I recognize from movies that I ha- maybe haven't seen them in a movie for like five, ten years. But I was like, I love that guy. Yeah. There was probably like at least six, seven actors that I'm a fan of that were in this. And the character models look just like them. Oh, it was impressive. at one point, um, Dominic Moynihan's character, I can't ever pronounce his last name. But anyway. What guy is that? His brother, Will. Oh, yeah. Charlie from Lost. The guy from Lost, yeah. So (laughs) he had a a moment where he was like, oh, crap. His facial expression. And, like, obviously he he dropped an F-bomb. But it was, like, spot on. It was hilarious. Like, I laughed so many times in this game. And I don't usually laugh out loud when I'm, like, playing games. But I was, like, chuckling a lot. Really? That's so weird. Like, I mean, it's not a comedy, but I I know where you're coming from. No. See, I don't even know. Something else that was really hilarious, the screenplay that was in it in the emails. Oh, yeah. I was reading that, and I... That was just amazing. It was it was just perfection. So like, that's have, one thing I did to kind of ignore. I picked him up, but I, I didn't take the time to read it myself. See, I played the game, and then once I completed the game, because I just wanted to know what happened, I wanted to um, make the decisions and, and see the story and stuff. Once I finished, I went back and I read the emails, and I read the, the two-part screenplay, and I just thought it was the funniest thing. Like, I just, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I I can say I didn't I didn't look at it, so I can't. You can't didn't confirm. read it? No, like I said, I just played through the game. I I don't know. There I, was I one. Didn't, there didn't was one line in. that I thought was so funny, because it, it was just so horribly written. But he, the guy wrote, um, she looked at his large biceps like they are delicious pieces of ham, but she doesn't want to eat them. <laughs> like what? <laughs> That's pretty good. I will say, I actually, it just occurred to me, I did see one of the things, there's, like, you turn on a TV, and it gives you a, and I think it has to do with that, because it, it plays, like, a quick five-second clip of a guy, and it introduces Time Stabber, which I think is the name of the movie, right? Or is yeah, that something yeah, entirely different? Yeah, that's video. I know, it's okay. the Time Knife or something like that. Oh, yeah. Some, well, either some way, it yeah. does this thing, and this guy kind of turns around, and it just says, Time Stabber. And it's, just, I don't know, it was just some weird little clip. It was... I guess the only part yeah, I thought he was does like funny, a mock trailer oh. for it. Yeah, yeah, it's called Time Knife. What did you think of the story, Keith? I mean, I thought it was really interesting. It was. I thought it was nice that it was kind of short. I think maybe somewhere around ten hours or so in total. But it just kind of, I don't know. It didn't hook me for any real particular reason. I guess is the big thing I could say. It wasn't unoriginal, but it felt. It felt like I was playing a TV show, which was neat. But then again, I also it, it's almost like Liz's thing with Edith Finch. Just give me the TV show in a, in a lot of ways. Oh, see, I felt like this is what I wanted Edith Finch's gameplay to be like. Like, I thought it was just enough action. And then I say this a lot. Like, I feel like uh, I love games that you can have snacks. And so, like, there was one <laughs> point where... 
they What's were, the snack ratio with this game? They had <laughs> like a, a, a scene where I went up and I made a peanut butter and jelly real quick. And I knew that I was making a decision and I'd have like a 20 minute video. So I was like just eating my peanut butter and jelly and some cheese and crackers and like and so I didn't have to take a break from the game. I think that's perfect. Yeah, and actually that's what I really liked. Like I was very nervous with the TV show too. Where it's like, ah, oh, that's gonna be kind of weird. But it is kind of a nice break. It's like, oh, I just had this fun action scene and everything's going on. It's like now I can just put the controller down and just watch a TV show. And the production of the TV show I think is is pretty good. It's not like HBO quality, like, they obviously had a relatively limited budget, but for the actors they had and the CGI they did in it, I actually thought it was well made. The actors made it for me, and I think that adding the the movie bits, like, it really made me feel for the characters. Yeah. The, the cool thing about the TV show is you actually don't have to watch it. So the TV show was always about the bad guys, so it always showed, like, what's going on behind scenes at Monarch, the evil corporation that you're fighting. And I, I really like that. It gives more depth to the story, but you could easily skip it and not be lost. Which I have a plot question for you guys that I, I wasn't sure. So in the story, they keep saying that they, they can't use the time machine to go back further than when the time machine was used. Well, I guess we should warn that this might be some spoilers for people who are interested in the story. Okay. <laughs> so... Well, the, no, my, it's like saying the ending, so okay. don't worry. Um, <laughs> no, Hey, I'm the game's three years old, um, too. I think we're less so worried then, about spoilers here. That's true. So then Beth Wilder goes back in time using the other time machine that hasn't been used yet, and she goes all the way back to 1999. So they could have gone back in time and fixed this whole thing. But throughout the game, they're like, oh, no, we can't go before the date when it was first used. And it's like, well, Beth Wilder found a machine... And went back to 1999. So they could have avoided this whole thing, right? No, because they always try to argue that you can't fix. You can't fix, like, you can't change the course of history. But at the end, they hinted that Sean Ashmore was going to. Possibly, yes. And so, it, was, it was leading up for a sequel. But which... if you go back and you either confront the people responsible or kill them to, you know, save the world, how does how is that not going to help? Like, if you kill them... I'm not saying that I wanted that to happen, but I'm just saying there were solutions, I think. This is the, always the issue when it comes to time travel yeah. in games and movies. There's always kind of like, well, why can't you just do that? It's not a perfect, like, no, there's, like if you obviously look for plot holes, you're going to find them. But There was also another one that I figured out because I, I went online and some amazing fan um, was able to answer the question. Um, but it was because... One of the decisions that I made killed somebody, and at the end, they were still alive. And then it was explained that they were like a, a shifter or whatever. But So I was stumped with that one, too. So I was like, maybe there is an exclamation for my question in like the fan network out there somewhere. Just got to dig for it. I know. I didn't dig, in, I dig enough, I guess. Yeah, that, was, that whole sequence with Beth Wilder didn't really make sense to me, to be honest. She goes ahead of you, but then she's not, because then you catch up with her. I, I don't know. Again, there's the game to me. This is where the story just didn't really intrigue me. I really did like the shows, but they would start talking, and you're right. Almost like the, your snack ratio. This was my <laughs> how many levels of Candy Crush can I play while I half pay attention to this storyline? Like, it just, I don't know. It wasn't that interesting. You didn't care to, about the characters? Not particularly. Because for I, me, like, I, I obviously like the main characters, 
Um, I liked the villains. I liked Charlie, but I oh, hated, I hated Liam. Charlie. I hated Liam. No, Liam was oh, he made me so mad. He was such a little coward. Oh, I was I was hoping that he would bite it. No, see, here's my thing. If because if, we're talking <laughs> about like how we recognize all these characters, I don't know if you ever watched the show Prison Break. Yes. But Charlie was the son of one of the main protagonists on Prison Break, if you remember. And he was a garbage actor like six years ago, and he's a garbage actor today. And I'm sorry, I assume he'll never listen to this, but if you're listening to me, (laughs) get a better face, dude. Every single reaction he does is this either like confused slash uh, constipated. Yeah, it's it's something between that. Like he's confused about being constipated, I think is what it is. (laughs) I remember him from, I think he was in Hostage. He was in, he was in a movie. Um, I didn't think he was bad. I thought his character, I mean, I felt the worst when he died. Liam, I mean... Spoiler alert. Oh, crap! I knew I was going to do it! <laughs> Wait, Charlie dies? Charlie doesn't die. Oh, maybe in my thing he dies? No, maybe, yeah, because he didn't die for me. He just ran away. Almost. He's the hacker? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he dies because he's a hero, unlike Liam, who can bite it. Oh, my gosh. I, I seriously got so heated with that guy. I don't remember Charlie dying. Either way, bad actor. I killed Get a better him. face, dude. That's all I'm saying. Get a better face. I don't face. think he's a bad actor. Do you know what? I bet you're the type of guy that just loves Zac Efron. And you see my face right now? And the a wax chest, you're not interested. I think that's my theory. It's his face. No one else can see that. <laughs> well, bad, bad audio right there, but they got to see that. He's not a bad that. actor. Well, anyway, get back on track, though. <laughs> I will say, this is like the one thing that's kind of nice about this game, is that there is a uh, story twists that you can do so at the end of every chapter there's kind of a big thing like oh do you let this person go or do you kill this person or do you join them or decide to turn against them so there is like reasons to play this game over it again because when you do this like actual tv show it'll change the tv show depending on like some of the decisions you're doing i will say one of the things that i thought was a bit of a miss is there's collectibles in the world and when you collect the collectibles it'll tell you like ooh, this is going to affect the tv show but it doesn't really like those I thought were the most pointless things. Like one of them, you collect like a, an award, and during the TV show, you just see one of the, like the coworkers in the background taking pictures with the award, and it's like, okay, that did nothing with the story. You just got to see the item in the movie. See, it's just like, eh, I wish they had collectibles. Um, I just I, there was so much space, and they did such a good job. Well, I think so with the landscape, the different warehouses. There was so much to explore. And I didn't really pay attention to, like, the, the Chronon stuff that you could get. But I just wish that there was more, like, incentive to explore. Because they did such a good job with the area. There were so many places that you could go, but I felt like there wasn't much to pick up, you know? Like, I wish there was, like, food or something. <laughs> you just want, like, you another want thing. You'd have to eat? That'd be annoying. Well, no, not to eat. I'm, ah, that's a bad... But, like, finding more ammo... You know, they have the backpacks around, which is actually really helpful. But I just thought that because they had so much space and they had so much that you could explore, that there were there should have been something there that to you like could... upgrade your character better. Yeah, yeah. See, I dis- just I, well, something. I agree, but that's one of my things about the game. It was just super linear, and I know we have gone back and forth in this, Andrew, and I know that it is not, but it is. It's almost too linear to the point where it's 
almost on rails because you go past the door it closes you can't go back there's very little to explore and it's like you have all these cool abilities but you really just get to use them where they choose you use them except for maybe some of the fighting mechanics i guess but i don't know it just that's that just seemed a little flat for me i really like the combat in this game it's it's a third person shooter it's part cover base but also part like not it's also part like act like action fast-paced action so the one thing i really like about this game is they do not really kind of sprinkle in your powers you get like 90 percent of your powers right on the first level and i really like that about this game because i always kind of hate that when you play like a game where you're like oh i can't wait till i get to chapter three and i get the ability to do this thing because it's really obnoxious like not having it right now like a double jump or something like that but this game is very much just like nope here's 90 percent of your powers like just go have fun and I really like that this game did that. It sprinkled in, like, a little powers here and there, but none of them were, like, game-breaking. Like, like, oh, sweet, I can now do this, and it makes it so much easier for me. But it was good to practice them before you got to, like, the harder levels. Yeah, and that's because... why I liked it. And there were also the enemies. There were some enemies that had some of the powers that you had, or, like, the juggernaut, you'd have to hit them in a certain spot. So I thought it was really helpful to be able to practice, because I did the game on easy, and it didn't really get that hard until the, the last act and that's when i was like oh i'm really glad that i was actually like practicing with this so if you are like pretty good at gaming if you're not a noob like me like i i feel like maybe even hard for like a a moderate gamer because easy was easy like, yeah i beat it on hard and, and i don't think it was that much of an issue this game doesn't have like that terrible level like uh the library in halo or, like, I don't know. There's, I feel like every game always has this level where it's like, oh, this level's going to be the worst to play on a harder difficulty. This game didn't really have that. So it's, for the most part, like, yeah, you'll maybe die a couple times here and there, but it never was, like, punishing. I never was like, oh, this is frustrating. And I like the puzzles, too. Yeah. I will say, except for the final boss, but I think we'll get to that in a little bit. The final <laughs> boss was just atrocious. Yeah, well, so one of my things, and I think maybe one of my complaints about it as a game is... Also, one of my compliments about it is the production quality, and I think you've probably mentioned a little bit, but it's amazing. I mean, the fact that you have a full TV show is awesome, but on top of that, it might be, I think, some of the best graphics I've seen in a game, and this was a 2016 release. Like, it's the facial expressions, the the animations are gorgeous, at least in, like, cutscenes and stuff. Collapse and then rise back up and you're like doing the maze those were so cool like the the graphics of that were incredible see that's i don't know if that felt like graphically nice i'm talking about like like you you did say it earlier Liz. like the the facial expressions that's one of the things that blew me away from at least like the first five minutes of the game that first girl you talked to amy the college student or whatever and the way her eyes light up and like it's just fantastic i don't know so they really grew graphically yeah but it's like really good graphics, but the gameplay just felt so flat to me. But yeah, my favorite part was always when the time was frozen and you can kind of see like the scene of what's going on and you kind of walk around and like the objects that you bump into actually like interact with you. So you can like walk through like a pile of paper and the paper moves apart or yeah, like push over trash cans and stuff that are floating in the air. I always thought those scenes were really well done and I thought were really cool. Which I know we're not talking about this yet, but because I was reading through the the Metacritic scores um, that people posted, and some people were saying these graphics are worse than 360, and I was like, "What planet are you living on, buddy?" <laughs> I was like, 
I don't I don't understand that comment at all. And there was a couple people that did that, and I thought they were really good. Yeah. Some of the dumbest comments about the game are people who didn't understand what it was because there was a lot of people who complained about frame rates. And I thought this was a really cool detail to the graphics to that point is when you're watching a cutscene, things like that, it'll stutter a lot. But that's because time yeah. is stuttering. But there was a lot of people who didn't quite understand that, but they have the internet so they can just get mad about it. And, <laughs> um, yeah, that was a, a big complaint I think a lot of people have, but it's built into the game and it's intentional. It's actually Which really did, cool. Did you guys have any glitchy moments? Yes. Because I will say that there was one point where I was I was texting Andrew because I was supposed to follow Will. And so it had me open the door, though. And Will wouldn't come through the door. And eventually the door closed on Will. And I couldn't go back <laughs> and get him. <laughs> so I had to restart the, the sequence over. But there were a couple things like that. Or, like, I went to turn and my character just, like, spun twice. And I was like... What just happened? There was a couple moments that things didn't go the way that they were supposed to. I didn't really see too many. I got like a little bit here and there of kind of a little bit of clipping issues, but for the most part, I, nothing was game breaking though. There's only one that I had to exit out of the game and go back in. But I never I mean, had to exit out, but I had to restart plenty of levels at the checkpoint. And I say plenty, like three or four, which to me is too much. It was, it was like clear this room. I ran circles around that room and there wasn't a body to be found that needed to be shot. And I was just like, all right, I guess I'm just restarting here. And I had a couple things like that that happened, so. That happened to me, but eventually the enemy appeared. But I had to wait like a full minute. I, w I was doing the same thing. I was going around and there was like one guy that ended up showing up. And I was like, yeah. where were you? <laughs> yeah, I don't have the patience for that sometimes. And I think it honestly, because there was at least once I had a similar, but yeah, he was like, it was one of the guys that could, you know, uh, time split around like you could or whatever, and he would just hide in weird spaces. But, yeah, I, otherwise, I don't think I had anything, like I said, that I had to close out the game at least or, like, froze up my Xbox, just some inconveniences. But then I guess we'll talk about, I think, probably the negative point on this game. I think we – I know for you, Keith, you definitely agree with me, and that's the final boss fight. And I know I've heard a lot of people kind of complain about it, and it is pretty rough – and it just, it always stinks. There's always a hard balance when it comes to boss fights. They're either way too easy or they're just like so hard. It just like completely throws you out of the game. Very few games I think actually do like a really good boss fight that's like memorable and enjoyable. And unfortunately this game, the boss fight is just, I think really bad. It just, it's confusing. It's frustrating. And uh, I, I don't I, I just didn't like anything about I the don't boss fight. Get what was confusing because it did tell you what to do, or at least on easy it did. It said, "Oh, now he is weak." And so then I was like, "It was like his red attack. Like it was hard to figure out like what I was getting hit from, and then like what was killing me. And then while you're like focusing on the boss, like just constant enemies are constantly in the room, and it's just it was such a headache. I had to leave the room with the red stuff coming at me, and I'd find like a corner that wouldn't get touched." Yeah, but there was no rhyme or reason to it, and that's yeah. where I'm wholly in agreement with Andrew. I think in total I ended up like maybe like five or six runs at it, which another thing that just about a boss fight that will never drive me nuts more than anything else is if I have to die on a boss fight, start me back at the boss fight. Don't make me go back and run a cutscene to run yeah. another loading screen to get back to the boss. That infuriated me every single time I had to restart it. Um, 
but yeah, I just, I didn't like that there was really no, or really any explanation as to what you were doing other than, yeah, sure, avoid the red stuff, but could I throw my time stuff at it? Could, it just seemed like all you did was just run away, kill his, kill his ads, and then take two shots at him, and that's about it, like, and that was the other thing, is it was, it wasn't even that difficult if you could just kill his ads quick enough. If you could kill them quick enough, you wouldn't have to deal with much of the red stuff. Yeah, it wouldn't be so bad if, like, they had some enemies, even on just in the last chapter, that kind of similar attacks that he does, mm-hmm. but obviously him being the boss was, like, the stronger version of those, but at least would teach you the mechanic and figure out how to counter it and stuff like that. Or because just give me an explanation. This... Like, a lot of games, it'll pop up and say, hey, when he does this, you need to do this to counter it. Yeah, like, but the majority of this up. game was teaching you mechanics. Hey, these guys, you know, have a damper that cancel your power. Hey, these guys have weak points on their back. You got to get behind them. It, this whole game is kind of teaching you different enemies and, like, how you're supposed to defeat them. That then you just get this boss who you've never encountered before that's just like, hey, here's a bunch of new mechanics. Figure it out. This is the end. And it's like, I don't know. It, I, I just thought it was really poorly made. Yeah. I mean, the red stuff you do encounter before, but it doesn't kill you. Like, you can, you have to, you do experience it. Right, it just dampens your powers, because it's, it's like one of those turret things or whatever that you shut down. But his doesn't even dampen your powers, which is the other confusing thing, because you can use all your powers. It just damages you, is all it does. Yeah. Which, uh, fun tip here, a little pro tip if you were playing, if you never played this game before, but there is a grenade launcher in the swimming pool when you're fighting him. It's down in the deep end. I think it's like on the drywall. But that that will help you a bit on the fight. It Which I didn't know. It won't help you instantly win, but it'll help you. Andrew but. told me about it, Liz. I never found it, and I still don't think it would have mattered. It oh, see, he didn't fight. even bother to tell me about it. Well, I didn't know you were... Oh, well, I sent <laughs> I him about five angry mode. text messages. I was in full rage mode. <laughs> yeah, so it's unfortunately, the pause fight, I think, kind of... It definitely just like kind of changes the pace of the game, and I think it's unfortunate that it does that. But overall, I think the action in the game is a lot of fun. I, I do like the cover base on it. I don't think it's overly used. Because for me, when it comes to a cover-based shooter game, I generally find them so repetitive and boring. Like, me and you have been playing a lot of The Division. And it's like, it's you know, the game's fun, but it just gets so repetitive. Literally, it's like, go to a uh, cover, hide there, pop up, shoot someone, go down, reload. Pop up, shoot someone, go down, reload. And so I like how this game mixed it up with its time powers and kind of encouraged you more to be a little more aggressive. So I, I like this game as a nice spin to the cover-based shooter. Yeah, I have, and I agree. I have a question about the ending. So obviously things... Spoiler alert. No, I, I'm not going to... I'm not going to mess up again. But obviously, based on what you choose, different things happen. But is the ending, like the very end, the same for everybody? Where you're trying to decide if you want to join Monarch or leave? Yeah. Yeah, because this There's is... There's the spoiler. Wait, you don't actually yeah, choose, Yeah, there was a bit of spoiler. No, <laughs> because I'm pretty sure that's where the sequel is supposed to begin. Which, unfortunately, I don't think this game... There's no talk of a sequel from what I've heard. So Microsoft owns this IP. Remedy Studios doesn't. Remedy Studios said they would like to do it. But obviously, they just have to get the go-ahead from Microsoft. So, like I said, this game was supposed to be the first, you know, marriage of TV and gaming that like was supposed to be a really good combo but microsoft really shot themselves in the foot with the whole tv thing so unfortunately this is another one of microsoft's ip that's really good like sunset overdrive it just didn't sell because this was i don't think it was a launch game it was close to being a launch game it was really it was really in the xbox's life 
So the Xbox One wasn't selling well, so a lot of people didn't buy this game. And I mean, I waited till it went cheap, but I, this game was always on my radar, and I I think this a lot of fun. I'm glad I picked it up. I think that if they had different actors, I don't think I would have enjoyed it as much. I just I love the acting. That was this is literally the best actors. No, I'm not saying it's the best the acting best. in the world, but I think Sean Ashmore was the best actor for his character. Um, the guy who played Martin Hatch. He, I mean, I thought he was phenomenal. Yeah. I just, there was something about the actors that they picked that really made me love the characters. And so for me, I think that's why, the, the that's the biggest reason why I love the game. That's why I want there to be a second one. Yeah, I would love if, I would love if they did one. But I think that's also the difficult part. The fact that they did these big name actors, I feel like it would be harder to do a sequel. I'm curious if they did a sequel, if they would just get rid of the TV show and just focused mainly on the game. If they kept the character models and, and the voice actors or what and the actors just doing the voices, that I'd be fine with that. I think they could. It's just I know like obviously a lot of these actors are you know, they're pretty busy with their own stuff. Um, I mean, you got Martin Hatch. The, he's the concierge in John Wick, so he's obviously doing those John Wick movies. Then you got, well, the guy who plays Littlefinger from Game of Thrones, but that obviously... He's free ended. now. Yeah, I mean, he would be free now, but I wouldn't be surprised if I'm sure he has a bunch of other stuff like lined up. I mean, I haven't seen actor. John Ashmore. There wasn't a lot of big actors in this. He's Everyone was really... Stuff. They were noticeable actors, and they were good ones, but I think they're all secondary characters in most of the things they play outside of this, yeah, to be honest. Yeah, for the most part. And I'm not saying it in a bad way. I just I think they're very recognizable secondary characters outside of this game. So I think they'd still be pretty pretty available, to be honest. Yeah. But I I mean I know Remedy Studios is currently working on another game called Control, which is a telekinetic kind of police force. Anything I've heard of it, it sounds actually really cool. I mean I'm excited for it because I like anything the studio puts out. I think they do a good job of story. But another great thing that I think is really good about this game is, for once, this is a game, if you're an achievement hunter, this is a fantastic game to pad your gamer score. Because it's not too hard, it's a nice weekend-long game, maybe even a day, and you can, I thousand it, and I think I maybe put 12, 14 hours maybe into it, and I was able to get all 1,000 on it. Majority of the achievements you get are just story-driven. You have a couple that are kind of skill-based, but... Once you know what the achievement is, it's very easy to get. And then you got the couple that are collectibles, which you look at any guide, and you can easily get the collectibles, no issues. And you could also replay levels, so if you miss something, you can easily just go back to a chapter and just quickly collect the few things you missed. So if you're an achievement hunter, this is a definite game you should pick up if you want to pad your score. Yeah, I would agree, but I, would, I mean, I guess even from my perspective too, because for what it's worth, I'm not an achievement hunter, but I do care, like we talk about. Even if you don't want to go for the thousand, I still still think in one playthrough you get like six hundred or so. So to Andrew's point, you have to play through twice maybe to get all of it. But largely, one playthrough will get you mostly everything too. So even yeah. for the average game achievement hunter, <laughs> which this is a really good game to play again because of the story, because you have different branching paths that change the story. So this game was perfect to play once on normal, and then I played it again on hard, and it was easy to kind of get all the achievements. But, oh, another thing I guess you should warn our listeners. So, originally when this game came out, the TV show was streamed. But since this game came out in 2016, it doesn't look like they stream it anymore. All of us had the same issue where it said it couldn't connect to the streaming service. So you can download the TV show. So make sure if you are downloading this game that you also download the TV show package. 
which is a hefty download. I think it's like 78 gigs. Something it's, in that ballpark, it's, yeah. It's a yeah, lot. It's very large. But So you want to make sure you start downloading it now. Because, yeah, that was the issue with Liz, which she was trying to stream it. And she's like, well, I'm not going to play it today. I want to watch the story. So she had to wait for that 78 gig to download on her Xbox so she could be able to do it. And I didn't even know how to do that. I had to have Andrew do it for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to look a little bit through the Microsoft Store. So, yeah, if you do plan on doing it, make sure you start downloading the uh, movie package. Uh, so going into our final thoughts, Liz, since this is your pick, this game normally is $40 full retail, which I've never seen it. I always see it like 20 bucks. Would you recommend this game to a friend who doesn't have Game Pass? I would. I I definitely think it's worth it. I mean, the acting alone, yeah, it's going to cost more money. And it's really fun. Like you said, you can go back and you can do different outcomes. And I, had to, I thought it was a really good game. I would pay the 40 or the 20 preferably 20 <laughs> And um, I think I would rate it... Oh, I never know. I never know. I think maybe like a 90 um, yeah, I was thinking like 85 to 90 range because there are a couple things that I do think could be fixed. Little glitchy, more collectibles, um, little things like that. But I definitely think it's a solid 90. So for me, no, don't buy it for $40, maybe for 20 But that being said, I do think it's a really good game. I You can tell they put a lot of love into it and they aside from some like you said some glitches which at this point i'm i'm largely not worried about it's a beautiful game i think the storyline's kind of flat myself um boo yeah <laughs> sure but no i mean if you've got game pass obviously like i, I will say it's worth checking out it's worth playing because you might not agree with me and that's fine but i wasn't too thrilled by it i don't think i'll make the second playthrough because just got better things to play all in all again very good game so like a 70 but not huge on my radar i don't get your scoring (laughs) because last game that we did you were like this game is awesome it's amazing 70 this game is well because because descenders no here's why because descenders had a lot less reasons to be good i just had a ton of fun with it so i gave it a higher score that brought it up to a 70 Whereas this game has a lot of redeeming qualities. I just thought it was boring. So for me, 70. It brought it down. I mean, I, you do yeah. you. I'm just like, I'm just saying, I'm personally <laughs> I confused. I think it makes plenty of sense. It's perfectly logical. Okay. I mean, I think we're all a little bit all over the place when it comes to some of our I regret <laughs> some of my previous scores, Fine. too. 65. So How's that? You just lost five Ooh. points for the game. Way to go, Liz. It's worse than Fine, the Sunday. Fine, 95. 95. You just <laughs> no, beat it five. <laughs> Andrew, please fix this right, right now. So, as a hardcore gamer, I would definitely recommend this for a friend who doesn't have Game Pass. I would, I would, I would, for the most part, recommend 40 bucks. I would definitely recommend it for 20 bucks if you don't have Game Pass. But for me, this game is a definite game. You should definitely play it if you have Game Pass. I absolutely love the graphics. I love the story of it. It, I thought the game was very engaging. I think it's a bit too short. Is probably one of the biggest negatives I have for it. I do like that it it doesn't overstay its welcome. Like none of the levels seemed like unnecessary. But I would have liked if there was just a bit more to this game. For the most part, the gameplay doesn't change too much. So kind of what you're doing at the beginning is for the most part kind of what you're doing at the end. 
you do get a little di a couple different mechanics that kind of help with some of the puzzle solving, but it, it overall isn't a very difficult game. So unfortunately, once you kind of play through it twice and see all the stories and get everything, there's not much reason to come visit this game. So I already thousand this game before, and then when we're playing it again, I was just like, I've already done all this. Like, it it didn't really hook me again. So that's the unfortunate thing is I think it does lack a little bit of replay value. You can do it, you know, twice. But yeah, after putting in like 12, 14 hours of it, it's like I completed this game. There's nothing else to do with it. It's all done. So for me, it's definitely at least worth experiencing. I really like the story. I really like the TV show aspect of it. So it's a lot of fun. Uh, for me, I would probably give this game like, I'd probably say like an 83. I give it kind of like a low 80. Kind of, I do want to give it higher, but it's just, it is just like, it, for me, like the like, kind of like lack of replay is kind of what's a little frustrating with it. But definitely pick it up. I agree with you with that. Because it's like, I think about how many hours I put into Stardew. And like, yeah. <laughs> this game I would never do with that. So, yeah. So that's kind of the unfortunate thing with it, but. It's it's definitely at least worth your time. With, what was when the it Metacritic? Comes to being best. So, it was in the 70s, right? But everyone's so negative in the world, you know. <laughs> so a Metacritic right now, it's sitting at a 77, and user score is 7.1. So Keith was the one who was closer. I, but as you were saying, Liz, with some of the negative reviews we were reading on the Metacritic score, are just like people that I don't think fully understood what the game was. Like, some people thought it was glitching of the game, but it's like, no, that's actually what they were intentionally doing. Um, some people were complaining about the voice acting in different languages, which I think is a really kind of a petty thing to complain about. Yeah, because the, the, they had said that it, they were upset because it was Mexican um, voice actors instead of European Spanish actors. And it's like, you have it in your language. Yeah. Like, that's... there might be some words that are um, that are a little different, but, like... I know people who are Puerto Rican who understand people who speak Spanish from Spain, people who speak Spanish from, you know what I mean? Like, so it's, yeah. you understand what's going on. And like, if for me, it's like, if this game wasn't originally in English, I'd just be happy it was in English. So it's like, that's what I yeah. mean. People are so negative. I know. Just like, you think people would just be happy that this game is available, at least in their language. Because the studio is originally from Finland. Remedy is in Finland. So like, even they don't even speak English that well, yet they got these amazing American actors for this game. So, yeah, some of the reviews I think that people did for Negative this game are just kind of a little petty. But overall, it is a very good game. All right, but I think that's for the most part going to do it for us this week. Uh, we cut this episode a little bit short. Um, I have been like your hardcore game. gamer host. You can follow me on Xbox Live at Firebird01844. You could also follow me at Twitter at AMMilton01952. I do stream on Mixer as well uh, with the same name. And this upcoming week, since we didn't have a fan request, it is my week, and I am picking the Banner Saga, which is a really interesting game. It's kind of like an Oregon Trail meets a turn-based RPG. So I'm really excited for this game. I've, I played one of them for a little bit, but I wanted to hold off because I wanted to start the series from the beginning. So I think this game will be a lot of fun. And then, of course, next week is going to be E3, so there's going to be, of course, probably a ton of games coming through the Game Pass collection. So we're going to have a lot of work coming up. Super excited for it, though. Sweet. Well, I guess since Andrew doesn't want to open me up, I've been Keith. Keith. Where can people follow you? No, no, no. I've got this, Andrew. I've got this. So I've been Keith, as always, and forever will be. You're welcome. Yeah, no appreciation. Uh, you can follow me on Xbox, a little fluffy. Same streaming on Mixer. Uh, 
If you can't figure all that out, you can also find me on Twitter, KeithLynch121, where there's a convenient link right to my mixer. So you can do that. <laughs> um, if you have been listening the last couple of weeks, you might have heard me talking about giving out six months of Game Pass. And we're past May 31st, and that hasn't happened. I am still going to do it at some point, but... I need to know people want to listen because I was out there for like 12 hours and not even a single anything. Not even a bot, people. I can't even get a bot's attention. So, <laughs> Andrew, we'll, we'll give you all the places you can contact us. Please do. Let us know you're listening. Let us know what you want. Tell Andrew he's bad at everything. Please take him down a notch. Um, hey, I found this game. Did you do that, Keith? No. Liz, you, you, thank you, Andrew, for proving my points. Liz, take it away. And I'm Liz the Noob. You can follow me on Twitter, at Liz the Noob. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Noob is E-W. And my gamer tag is come on, I'm Dean, but I don't stream. But um, you should tell these guys to stream more Apex because I like watching it. And also send Andrew cat pictures. <laughs> Hi everyone. Uh, thank you again so much for listening. Uh, if you would like to send us an email, you can email us at gamepassgrabbag at gmail.com. Or we, if you would like to just say hello or give us a nice comment or you know give us some nice criticism, you can also tweet us at gpgbpod on Twitter. And you could also go onto our Facebook at gamepassgrabbag. But yeah, we would love to hear from you guys. Uh, if any of you have any recommendations for future games you want us to talk about, please send us an email or you can hit us up on Twitter. We would love to hear from you guys. But yeah, I think that's going to do it for us this week, and we'll hopefully see you guys again next week. Bye! Keith out! Oh, 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 oh,